penalty flag down. Lamar Thomas has got it. Lamar Thomas is on his way down the sideline. George Teague is after him and runs him down. Takes the ball. Takes the ball away from him. Teague's got the ball. And they tackle Teague back up the 12. Welcome back to the final drive here on WNSP 105.5. And if you're a college football fan, you don't have to be just a diehard Alabama fan to know that Keith Jackson was talking about George Teague making one of the most historic plays in the University of Alabama's football lore right there. George Teague joining us this afternoon on the final drive. George, how's everything going, my friend? Man, shoot, I am so happy to be with you guys and sitting inside because it's hot outside, brother. <laughs> uh, but, man, it's really great to be able to come on and be able to talk some football with you guys. Absolutely. We're, we're thrilled to, for you to be on the final drive with us. And, George, I will say this. One of your former teammates here, and you've got a few here in Mobile, Alabama, that used to play with you on that 92 national championship team. Roosevelt Patterson, first and foremost, Big Rosie told me to tell you hello. And, hey, look, there's an infamous meeting that Jim, G, Gene Stallings had that where there was some other guy from Mobile, Alabama, Willie Gaston, sitting down there in the front row. And Coach Stallings said, son, are you asleep in my meeting? He said, nah, Coach, it just got a long wink, a long blink there. He said, do you remember that story? Absolutely, I remember that. And uh, I'm glad that Roosevelt was uh, – you know, still doing well. Uh, he was one of the funniest dudes on the team, man. Uh, you know, he was a big force, big reason why we were able to win a lot of games to win the national championship. Uh, but I do remember that uh, Coach Stallings and Bill Oliver had their own way of, uh, I don't know, motivating us, <laughs> you know, to be our best both on and off the field. Well, I will say this. You, you are an elite All-American player at Alabama, and then you go on into the NFL and have tremendous success. And, of course, as we're getting ready to start the college football season along with the NFL season, protecting that star is so very important. I, 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 you're just going to be infamous not only for what you were able to accomplish in a national championship game, but how you were able to go ahead and protect that star – and knock the hell out of Terrell Owens, something that a lot of people have not been able to do or wish they could do to this day. But hitting a future NFL Hall of Famer right there at midfield on the star, I know that's something that those are two moments from the strip and to the hit that you'll always remember in your lifetime. I will, and I'm proud to have both of those non-plays, if you want to look at it that way, uh, you know, <laughs> because of the penalty in the next championship, but hitting Terrell Owens. And it, it's kind of cool, you know, knowing that uh, I'm not in the professional Hall of Fame. Don't anticipate being there either. But I feel like I'm in there because of my closeness to Terrell Owens and <laughs> that I'm riding his coattail right on in there just because of our history is always going to be together. He can't shake me. He can't shake me. I know he's one of our Alabama boys um, and things of that nature. Alabama is in the state of Alabama. Um, but, you know, those are great times. we got to be able to defend our home. It's what Alabama's going to do. The same thing. There's certain things you can't do it and you can't take, man, in games. And you can't go dancing on people's logos. That's just the way it is. I would hope that as this continues to happen to the NFL, that people continue to make the stance and say, don't, don't do that in our house. 
So, so George, you're, you're currently an NFL analyst for CBS 11 in Dallas. When Terrell Owens ended up coming and playing for the Dallas Cowboys, how did that kind of make you feel? Was there any love lost or uh, we're all here and we're big, happy family now? No, I think the best thing was that um, when he did come, I was on my way out, so we didn't actually have to be in the locker room together. Um, but I think uh, as a fan of the team, too, I thought it was a little disrespectful. I understand the business side of things, and you got to get the best players to win. But, you know, he had some other baggage <laughs> that was evident at the time that I don't think we needed um, on our team. Uh and the the one piece I can give you guys that really set our tempo was I actually wanted to be cool with him. Um, so when he did come to the Cowboys, um, I was on the sideline before one of the games, and I wanted to go shake his hand because we had talks. And do you know this dude wouldn't shake my hand, man? Oh, wouldn't even look me in the face, bro. Um, so uh, that was kind of, you know, how our relationship started, and it's kind of where it still is. Well, I'll tell you this. I mean, that speaks volumes right there. So, I, you know, for speaking on your behalf, I, I, I am glad you were able to get that lick at the logo because, again, you don't even want to look me eye to eye. At least you're going to catch this forearm shiver in the middle of the field. But there are so many plays that go on within a football game, whether it's high school or collegiately or on the pro level, that probably meant so much to you and of course the biggest play it's right here in our office here at WNSP your strip there of Lamar Thomas do, do you ever get an opportunity to 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 really absorb and to let that soak in when you start looking at 30 years down the line I know those reunions are always sweet and I've seen you at Alabama games, whether it's on the road or at home. I know you try to catch as many Crimson Tide games as possible, but if you had to pick that one football moment that defines George Teague. What is that going to be? Um, well, this may surprise you, and I think it surprises people when I say it all the time because in that game I actually had two very big plays. Uh, one was stripping the ball from Lamar, but the other one was intercepting the ball and taking it in for a touchdown. So when I actually think of it, I go with the interception, man. That's like a dream come true for a defensive back to get into the end zone. <laughs> you know, all national television and just the way it all lined up. Most people don't even know the backstory behind it. We weren't lined up right. I was on the wrong guy, you know, um, all this kind of stuff. And so I think it was just meant to be for me to be there to be able to make that play and then to get it to the end zone. Um, that, that one is what I – probably watch more because you just get to see character. You get to, get to see those stuff. High stopping, throwing the ball, carrying the ball one hand. These are things you practice on that just happen, you know. Um, so although the whole game was great and fabulous, for me it's that touchdown um, going into that game where I say that's George Teague. That, that's the guy that wanted to be a corner and a safety, wanted to be good at everything, who wanted to play press man. Um, yeah, wanted to chase down guys, cause fumbles and all that kind of stuff. But being, being getting up in the slot and, and playing man-to-man from a safety position was, you know, it, it just, it's a proud moment for me. George, you're one of the most elite defensive backs in Alabama Crimson Tide history, and 
There's a, another uh, former Alabama Crimson Tide defensive back in Trayvon Diggs, who also ended up going to the Cowboys. And then you've got another elite defensive back currently on that Alabama roster in Kool-Aid McKinstry. And I'll ask you, what's your opinion on both those players? And if you can, can you rank those three? You, yourself, Trayvon, and Kool-Aid. Okay, I see what you're doing here. I see what you're doing here. <laughs> uh, well, first let me talk about Trayvon. I think he is, uh, and I get to watch a lot of him, um, like as you had mentioned uh, before the show. You know, being an analyst, watching the film, doing that kind of stuff, and I see so many flashing moments, uh, great moments of Trayvon Diggs. Just his closing speed, his ability to play the ball, um, and things. So he is definitely an elite. I mean, obviously, right, uh, to be in the NFL. But even at this level now, not very many weaknesses. I think once he gets past the gamble factor and um, really starts to get to the part where it's, uh, I'm going to say, a little more calculated tendency, this kind of stuff, and using maybe a little bit more technique, I think he could be one of the best ever um, to play the game if he if he does that. Um, Kool-Aid, um same type of guy, I think. Um, I think technically he is going to be so much better uh, because I just saw the way he played press, you know, um, where I thought there could be some things that are better there. But this guy is, you know, when you can return the ball, uh, when you can play the ball, um, you, you you just put yourself in a whole other stratosphere. And that's why he's going to be an All-American. You know, he's going to be a high draft pick and that kind of stuff. Um, but there's still a little small little glimmer of greatness that he hasn't even reached yet, um, just from youth. Um, so to rank them. Um, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> uh, in third place, uh, I would put uh, – I'm going to go with uh, Kool-Aid McKinstry uh, as the number three defensive back uh, of the three names that you've given me. At least you didn't ask me to do the um, start, cut, bench thing. Oh, that yeah, there kind of hard to do. Right. <laughs> next time, next um, time. Yeah, and then the number two would be George Teague, actually. Um, I think that my deficiency at the time, even at some of the peak um, pieces, was I, I, I would not put myself in one because I, I probably didn't play the ball as well as I should a lot of the times when it was in the air. I did struggle sometimes, maybe judging the ball, and I'm going to blame that on because I didn't know I had bad eyesight and I didn't have contacts. So uh, <laughs> the ball flooded a lot, and I, I dropped probably way too many interceptions, um, particularly coming out of um, Alabama and even the first part of the league. Um, and so that would put Trayvon as my number one guy just because I think his, his ball skills are um, crazy, ridiculous, just the way he can jump and do things. That it just He's a freak athlete um, and is still has a whole lot of upside you know, if you're having, I don't know when we had 11, I don't even remember how many interceptions he had that one year um, up here with the Cowboys, but it's crazy. And he could have had more. So um, 
That's it, man. Diggs one, Teague two, McKinstry three. Can't go wrong with that, George that's Teague. A scary, that's that, a, that'd be a scary secondary. It, it, it definitely <laughs> is scary when you when you start looking at it. All very productive. And George Teague currently being very productive. Friday night lights. They say everything's bigger in Texas. Well, of course it is when you're building multi-million dollar high school football facilities. But I know you being the athletic director at John Paul II High School in Plano, Texas, is you get the chance to see your fair share of Friday Night Lights. Talk to us about here as we are getting ready to kick off football along the Gulf Coast in Mobile and Baldwin counties on tomorrow night throughout the next 15 or 16 weeks. What it's like, what Friday Night Lights still mean to you as you're standing on the sidelines as an athletic director? Well, um, well, let me say this first. Y'all going to have to make sure y'all text me after the show because I need to know how y'all ranked everybody as well to see where you put me at. That was going to be interesting because I don't want y'all talking about me behind my back when I ain't on the show or whatever. I need to know what's going on. Okay. Uh, but from the uh, high school standpoint, let me put it this way. Um, one of the games that I remember as a player was when we went down to your neck of the woods and we actually had to play a high school called Viger, um, <laughs> uh, which was, uh, and I'm talking about when I was at Jeff Davis High School in Montgomery. Sure. Um, and, and so uh, it, these moments that kids have with high school football are, are very impactful in a lot of ways. Alabama has great football. Texas has great football. Um, we do it different out here in Texas. I mean, you, I don't know if you guys have been seeing the news. They just built this new $35 million stadium yeah. up, up the road from us. Allen High School, where Kyler Murray and all those people came from, they spent $100 million, $100 million on their stadium. Um, uh, every time someone comes in to Texas and says, hey, you know, there's a few things you got to go see where JFK got shot. Um, you know, you got to go to Stockyards, but you also need to go see this um, uh, Allen Stadium because no one believes it. And when they drive by it, they go, that's a high school stadium? That's not like, you know, a college? No, that is a high school stadium. Bigger than Crampton Bowl, any of the other big, uh, I forget the name of the field down there where they play the Senior Bowl. Down Land at, um, Stadium? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is, it's, it's just, it's unbelievable when you see the average stadium, you know, that you go, you just can't believe it. So um, the it's pretty cool for it to be able to start up right now um, and get back into it because it's exciting times. You get to see uh, emotions and the grit and the blood and the sweat and the tears and the um, excitement um, that I absolutely love it being an athletic director here at JP2. Uh, because there's, it brings your whole community together. Everybody's together. The band, the dance team, the cheerleaders, the spirit boys, the whatever spirit groups you got, all this stuff. And There's nothing like football to pull the whole school together. I agree with you there. George, can't thank you enough for being so gracious with your time here with us on WNSP 105.5. And I know you have the YouTube at Teague's Take and so many other great things that are going on for yourself. How can people reach out and follow all of your great coverage of not only the Dallas Cowboys breaking down the Alabama Crimson Tide? And, oh, by the way, if you're not busy on Friday night and you're in that lazy boy and you get an 
opportunity to tune in to ESPN. Make sure you, you look at Sarah Land High School taking on Lipscomb of Tennessee. Of course, Sarah Land being right here in the Mobile area. Ryan Hollywood Williams, a wide receiver, has verbally committed to the University of Alabama. He's Mr. Football in the state of Alabama as a sophomore. Tune in to that on Friday night or set your DVR, and we want everyone to set their tuning in to Teague's take as well. How can people follow you? Yeah, man, I love what you said. Thank you. And, I, you know, people can go to YouTube. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button uh, at Teague's take. Uh, we do uh, a weekly show uh, with my son. It's kind of cool to be able to talk with my son about Alabama football um, and college football um, and things of that nature. Actually, going to be talking about the SEC, Texas, and OU coming into the SEC um, tonight. 8.15 p.m. is when we, we do record it live. Um, so you can do that. People that are on social media, man, if you want to communicate with me, I'm active with it. Just hit me up at Teague Football, Teague Football on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I like to post about a lot of different stuff uh, on there. So my DMs are always open, too. If you need something, want something, reach out to me. Hit me there, and, uh, you know, we can start a, a good, fun relationship. GeorgeTeague.com or at Teague's Take on X, formerly known as Twitter, folks. So you don't want to miss that opportunity to engage with one of the Alabama Sports Hall of Famers here. And, of course, one of the Crimson Tide All-American legends, George Teague, joining us this afternoon here on The Final Drive. George, can't thank you enough. Look forward to catching up with you again really soon, talking more about not only the Crimson Tide, the Dallas Cowboys, and your football stories. Absolutely. Appreciate you guys for the opportunity, man. Talk to you guys soon. Yeah, man. Thanks. George right, Teague joining us this afternoon. And again, right here in our office, as so many portraits across the country, if you're an Alabama Crimson Tide for fan, Daniel Moore's portraits have George Teague stripping that football away and what a historic and iconic that, moment that, that was that was a great interview right there with well, george it, it, but what nick what struck me is the fact that he said that's not even his fondest memory yeah. of that game himself <laughs> right and i would have never guessed that but to hear it out of the horse's mouth and the fact that he got a chance to knock the hell out of terrell owens that was that was funny the handshake story was funny i like that he ranked the three i was like oh he ain't gonna he do this it. but he did yeah he and did. humble said i'll be number two i'm number two and we'll have to shoot him our rankings as <laughs> that's well right, that's the right. final drive here on wnsp 105.5 corey bounty and nick wiggins returns Hi, this is Blake Stein, former Spring Hill Badger and Kansas City Royal, and you're listening to WNSP Sports Radio.